This podcast is a Tofop production. Head to tofop.com for more. The following episode of Tofop is rated MA for mature audiences. It may contain sexual references, time travel references, allegations of bin misconduct, and mild coarse language. Tofop advises that this episode is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who thinks a comedy conversation between two old mates sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, hello and thank you for watching. I mean, occasionally, like, you know, when Mike does his... Oh, God, this show is off the rails already. We've got dogs fighting in the background. We've got Mike, who when he does his traditional introduction, he normally will say, Tofop, episode number, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And uh, he got to it and then just blanked on the number, didn't know what it was, and then said go, <laughs> which ordinarily. And I had wouldn't... said previously to us starting, I said, look, I've got the two dogs back in the same area for the first time in a couple of weeks. I've literally just like got out of like an 11-hour drive and I'm just like rolling into this episode. We have a time restraint. The dogs would be really good literally up until Mike said one and then they decided to have a fight with each other. <laughs> the timing it was, like he was, was counting them down. It was impeccable. They knew. They knew. Um, well, let me ask you something. I don't know how uh, clear this okay. stream's coming through, but what do you reckon my teeth? Do they look good? Whiter? Yes. Ah, good. Because I've been whitening them over the last two weeks. I was going to say, it'd be a weird trick question, wouldn't it? Like, (laughs) that really fuck with my head at the start of the podcast. You're like, do my teeth look whiter? And I'm like, I guess I should say yes. (laughs) And then you're like, well, you're a liar. You're a liar because they're not whiter. They're more yellow. (laughs) Well, no, because it's been playing tricks with my head because I've been looking at it. It's been a two-week process, 45 minutes a day, uh, excruciating pain. Like, I had no idea it was going to Wow, what sort of method are you using? So have you whitened your teeth before? Do you know? No, I okay, should. So I, have, two- I have terrobly yellow, like because coffee and cigarettes. Like, coffee and cigarettes. The worst. Exactly. The and worst. I don't really smoke and- anymore, but I, I'm loving my coffee. And so I'm just soaking my teeth in coffee overnight just to maintain the rage. <laughs> but it was the, my dentist who suggested it. Uh, well, yes. Gemma kind of sort of uh, made, mm-hmm. a, made some kind of overture, and then I don't know. Uh, when you hear it from two people, maybe you start to think, okay, yeah. well, maybe my teeth could do a bit of a whitening. So there's two ways you can do it. One Here's is what I would say, though. As a, as, a, as a white person in, like, the year 2022, like, you really do hesitate to make yourself more white, I feel. <laughs> I feel like that, that's just on the nose in this current day environment. Is like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with how white a part of my white body is. I'm going to make it even whiter. Well, I'm actually also going to bleach my hair blonde and dye my eyes blue so I can look like <laughs> the Ubermensch. <laughs> Imagine that. Like if I pivoted not just like alt-right yeah. but like hard white nationalist Nazi. Yeah, like you literally, literally go into a hairdresser with yeah. a picture of the Ubermensch and <laughs> say, so this is what I want to look like. So, like, if, if, if you started picking up in episodes of Tofop, so, like, yeah. you know, this week my teeth are whiter, next week I'm blonde, yeah. three weeks from now I've got blue contacts in, and then I start And, and making- every week, 
every week you're like like introducing content because I like you know yeah. that if you just went full on in with it, yeah. I would like pull it up straight away. But this would be a very subtle way of introducing how good things being whiter are, right? You're <laughs> going to tell this story about your teeth. And then at the end of it, the general conclusion everyone will have is things are better if things are wider. And you start to just introduce those themes in every week to the podcast. Well, it's more like I was thinking, you know, that um, I watched that uh, undercover documentary about the that, that uh, guy who infiltrated the white nationalists. And when he was doing his interview, he just said, oh, I'm just really racist. My political views are, are racist. Like, it's not that hard to infiltrate. So, But I would have, I would have gone, I think I would go a lot more subtle. But how... I mean, obviously, if I say something outrageous, you're going to pull me up on it. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sort of just slowly bring things in. Like maybe there's like, I don't know, you know, there's like Nazi bands and stuff. Like there are certain punk bands that like a, they have like Nazi references in their lyrics and stuff. If I start- I mean, the easiest bands, the easiest way to do it would be like infiltrating it through the letters or whatever. So just because oh, I never know- <laughs> Yeah, right. I never, <laughs> who's sending the letters in? <laughs> I never know who's sending them in. You do all that admin. So all you'd have to do is every like few episodes, just like have some, have you heard of this band? Aren't these hilarious lyrics? And then yeah. like, we would like, you would just start reading out the lyrics and we would riff on them. And then suddenly like, there's just filtering Nazi propaganda into the show. So do you try and like, um, are, you, are you like Jackie O, we are just laughing along on air and then off air, you like, shit, man, what the fuck's going on? Or do you confront it on air? Like, just say I say something that's pretty, pretty out there. Like I say, you know, Hitler had some good ideas, something yeah. like that. That's like, not me saying that. <laughs> no one no. take that out of context. This is me hypothesizing if I was a white nationalist, me saying that. Okay. I Like at the start, I'd probably think it was a comedic bit. Yeah. Right? I'd be like, like this, like this could be it. We could be in the bit you've made me do right now. You're like, I have to approach it from a meta way or we'll all see this coming. So how can I say on the podcast, Hitler had some really good ideas. I know, we'll have a meta conversation about things you couldn't say on the podcast and then I'll say that thing and it's out there regardless. I'll get Will to repeat it. It's a fucking master plan. And speaking of master things, there's also this thing called the master race I'd love you to be interested in. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, look, my, I think my... I think I'd pull it up. I think I'd be like, "Hey, man, like that's all fun and games, but you know, come on, like yeah. yes, like, he, he, I mean, had terrible ideas. Yeah, a lot <laughs> Let's of be well, Here's the thing: wouldn't matter regardless if Hitler had heaps of great ideas. Hitler probably did have some great ideas, like you know, in other areas of his life. Mm. But we judge him on that particular idea that was like not a good idea at all, the most evil and terrible of ideas, right? Like the extermination of an entire race of people and like, mm. you know, wars and, and, you know, and like his entire narrative. Like it wouldn't matter if he nailed a – he could have invented the fucking iPhone, but if he also does that, it's not like you're like, oh, well, I guess it balances out. We love the iPhone. We, <laughs> we hate the – like, do you know what I mean? Well, like well, what if, but what if, if he had some other good ideas. But what if it? What if the payoff was balanced? Mm. So, like coming up with the iPhone doesn't really balance out mm. in the grand scheme of things. But what if he also invented like clean energy, which enabled the world to produce like ample food to stop people from starving to death? And so, yeah, like there was millions died. But then he, you know, theoretically, like does do then do you start looking at him and going, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> this is a more complicated issue? I love that you think that people wouldn't exterminate 6 million people for the sake of keeping their iPhones. 
I think you're very optimistic about the human race. If you think that if the proposition was put to the 9 billion people on the planet that you can either keep your smartphones or we have to find 6 million people to kill, like people would at least go, well, who are they? Which ones? <laughs> Do you mean? Yeah. Like I think Is that it- like <laughs> – People wouldn't immediately hand back their phones until they got further information. Well, my um, slow descent into uh, white nationalism has started with my teeth. But Mm. uh, so the process is you get these little, like you have to get fitted for like a little, you know, like mouth guard thing, top and bottom. Yeah. And then once that, this little silicon mouth guard, and then once that's done, you get given these little bottles of uh, peroxide, little droplet bottles that you mm-hmm. put like a tiny little drop of peroxide into the guard and then you sort of affix them to your teeth. Now, yeah. I read the instructions which are written like hand, not handwritten, but written by my, specifically written by my dentist. So yeah. tailor made for like idiots like me. Yeah. And he said like put in 0.5 of a mil of peroxide into mm. the mouth guard. Do you think you could eyeball half a mil and know like 0.5 of a mil and know what that looks like? Adam Spencer rang me this week in hysterical laughter. Laughter that in five years of me working alongside him on Breakfast Radio, I never heard once. He never laughed that hard at anything that I said in the history of the show we did together. Then he was at the point in our most recent TOEFOP where I was tr- trying to do the maths on how many exorcisms a year <laughs> the guy would have to do, and he was in tears. Could I eyeball half a mil? Absolutely not. In no way would I have any understanding how much liquid that is. You know what's funny about uh, Adam calling you this week is he also called me. <laughs> I don't think he felt it was enough that he had to laugh at you. He actually has the the numbers of both hosts, and so I had to call both of us. He was proud of you, though. He said you were so close, like you yeah, were like I started well. I, and then I lost all confidence. I was like the a backman thing- who like got it in the back pocket, like bounced it down the field, and then as soon as I got inside the fifty arc, was like, I'm not really used to kicking goals. <laughs> I was just about to give a percentage number to say, oh, you got 90% of the way there, but then I backed away from it because I'm like, yeah. I don't know if that's wrong as well and Adam's going to laugh at that as well. Yeah, you're not, you got 90% of the way there and then like there was 20% left that you didn't get. <laughs> so you put half a mil of peroxide and they say that you only need to do it for like, you know, the front five teeth because no one's going to see yeah. the teeth on the side. Um, and, uh, don't like that you, attitude. What? I don't like separating my teeth from each other. Like, again, this is part of your propaganda, isn't it? (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. You're immediately making a value judgment that the white teeth, the ones who get to be, like, shown off, who get to be in leadership positions and control things, while the brown teeth behind the scenes are doing all the hard work. Are you saying I'm Rosa Parking my molars? Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) Making them sit at the back of my mouth? Yeah. You get back the there. You chew, you chew the food and you don't get any time in the spotlight. I'm sorry. No, thank you. Well, the only way to correct this 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 injustice, Will, is to get the doctor to surgically rearrange my mouth yeah. so my molars <laughs> That's what you should do. Up if you, front. It's not enough to just not be racist. You've got to be anti-racist. And I think yeah, the only right. way you can prove that point is to have your entire – I mean <laughs> – It'd, you'd get on some breakfast like TV shows. Like they'd have you on Sunrise <laughs> if a former Channel 7 home and away star had rearranged all the teeth in his mouth as a protest <laughs> against racism. And written a song too. Not only that, but I'd written a song oh, yeah. as well. 
Uh, yeah, so um, the first dose, you're meant to light, just do it for 15 minutes just to get used to it, and then it's meant to be 45 minutes a day for two weeks after that. Uh, so I put in what I thought was half a meal in each of the little tooth holders and then put the, the top thing in, the bottom thing in, and it was going okay for about a minute. Then searing pain, <laughs> like yeah. awful searing pain, the kind of pain you'd feel if you'd put peroxide directly onto your gums <laughs> where all the yeah. nerve endings are. Fucking excruciating. And the thing was like- No, no, but that doesn't surprise me in any way. This is part of the reason I would never do it is I'm not taking my dentistry home. I'm uncomfortable yeah. enough with dentistry in the first place. The only thing that gets me through the dentistry is knowing that a competent professional is in charge of it and he's letting me suck on a whole bunch of laughing gas. Like I, yeah. unless you're letting me go home with like, you know, a couple of um, soda stream bottles and just be like have a <laughs> couple of these before you, before you whack your mouth guard in. No, thank you. That's your job, not my job. Well, so – like it, because I think Jem Jem has whitened her teeth in the same way before, and so I would like after about ten minutes, I'm like, is it meant to like ab absolutely fucking burn? And she's like, no, I, I I don't remember it being like that for me. And so I'm frantically mm -hmm. reading the instructions while it's burning. I didn't think to take it out because I'm like, well, maybe this is just meant to be the way it is. <laughs> but well, and if you like, for like, I can understand that with some applications of some things, right? Where you're like, okay, well, this is part of it, but if I get through this thing then eventually it's going to feel okay. Yeah. But this is a mouth guide you can just this take out. So you yeah. could literally just take it out, pause for a moment, and if it is meant to feel like that, restart the process. Like it's not like taking it out would have in any way interrupted the process of whitening your teeth. Will, the last two weeks has been a real insight into my own psychology. Like I've started going back into therapy again, so I'm getting back into that introspe introspective state. And the teeth whitening process has opened like – a lot of doors, like made me question a lot of things because, yeah. all right, so the first dose fucked it up, clearly too much uh, peroxide. And then from then on, I'm trying to kind of dose it. And when you put, because it's clear, when you put the mouth you down, know, you, you're gotta, to you, gotta, you gotta microdose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> gotta microdose the peroxide. So you can sort of see where the peroxide's going as you're putting the mouth guard on, but I kept fucking it up and it kicked it into the gums and it would sting. Yeah. And again, rather than sort of like taking, the guard out and wash, rinsing yeah. my mouth out and maybe starting again or taking a just break. Having a, yeah. I was like, fuck you, Charlie. Fuck you. No. Fucked up. Just, you you wear this. A, this is on you, yeah. man. Yeah. You only find out if you're doing it wrong while you continue to do it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then I started thinking about like, because I mean, this then is sometimes very, very, very Catholic of you is what I'm going to say. Exactly. So Catholic of you. The la last week's episode got me thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, I accept punishment and pain because I think that life, yeah, you, you, you know, it. you, like, yeah, you deserve it. And yeah. life doesn't uh, uh, come with, with without some suffering. You're that then, dude from the Da Vinci Code whipping yourself on Whipping the himself, flagellating. I'm that albino monk. My teeth are that albino monk. Just being flagellated. But it was funny because there was one night where I must have got the dosage like just right because I could uh -huh. see it, the peroxide on, but it didn't quite reach my gum, so it wasn't hurting. And mm. I sat there resenting the experience. I was like, right. this is fucking bullshit. Totally not doing anything. Got right. Yeah, oh, finally yeah, got it right. Yeah, finally got it right. Because it didn't hurt. Because it didn't hurt. I was I was suspicious yeah. about whether or not it was actually working. And to the yeah. point, again, where I started like down talking to myself, like, you fucking idiot, didn't put enough on. You should put some right on your gums now just so you feel something. Yeah, but that's the equivalent of lifting too many weights. 
and then like going back to the appropriate amount of weights you're meant to be lifting and going, oh, it doesn't like this is not working because I can walk the next day. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, just because you were getting it wrong in the first place doesn't mean you should resent getting it right. But okay, so how many days have you been doing it for now? So it's been two weeks. I, and I, how, I how many of... days have you been doing it correctly? How many days did it take for you to get to the correct dosage? Oh, I reckon the last week has been less okay. painful. But I, right. but the, here's the thing is I like a bit of pain now. Mm-hmm. I just like a little hint. I don't like that excruciating, it's all over my gums. But unless I feel like a little bit of pain, I'm like, it's not, it's not working. I like Can my you, pleasure with some pain. Here's the best test, not whether I think your teeth are wider, but – can you tell a demonstrable difference between where you whiten versus where you're not whitening? So, like, if you looked at the teeth that are adjacent yeah. to each other in your mouth, would you be able to see that the one you've been whitening is whiter than the one? Like, are they ebony's and ivories, or are they still just? Ivories? I haven't, I haven't made that comparison yet. I still. It's, it, play, it plays tricks with my mind. Some days I'll look at it and I'll go, oh, yeah, I can see a difference. And other days I'll be like, eh, I don't know if it's even working. And then part of me is like, but surely it'll only whiten where the peroxide goes and I'm not going all the way down. So am I going to have like a yellow, you know, around the sort of root of the tooth where it meets the gum? Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I haven't. And I think if I was going to check it against like the back teeth or the molars, I'd need like a fairly strong light like a pen light i'm not gonna be able to stick an actual torch in my mouth to actually see a question for you are you sun smart would you consider yourself to be a sun smart person do you tan in the summer like does your face get like darker in the summer or does it stay a pretty consistent like shade well you can see i still you can see i've still got the remnants of a tan there so i do put on sunscreen but I don't go out with a big hat and an umbrella and I don't look like Marlon Brando in The Island of Dr. Moreau just wrapped in bandages. No, I would say that like from me knowing you, that during yeah. the summer, because you're outdoorsy as well, you know, you go for a run, that sort of thing. But, you know, even if you're wearing a hat or sunscreen in those situations, you just you're getting enough sun that like if you are a person whose skin changes colour in those circumstances that it happens. And you are one of those people, you you tend to have a bit of like a like a home and away glow about you, you know, that that sort of like Australian <laughs> outdoor, like, yeah. and so do you pre, worry? Pre, I think it's called pre-cancer. It's pre-skin so, cancer. <laughs> well, what I, I'm saying is do you worry that in the summer months there's going to be too stark a contrast and <laughs> your teeth will appear too neon? Wet? Like, you know, because like, you know, when you it see someone concern. who's just got their teeth redone and they've gone yeah. like just way too white. Like, in LA. That, you're it's right. the it's the thing that throws me the most in LA is the false white, super white teeth, like the perfectly shaped, aligned teeth. Yeah. And when they're talking to you, because they don't quite fit just right. Like maybe it's no. again, Adam Spencer's gonna freak out. Maybe it's three percent off. <laughs> but the way their lips are moving over the teeth, it completely throws me. But yeah, I hate that kind of unnatural white tooth. So yes, there's an element of that, but there's also an element a, a bit like going to the gym where you start lifting weights, you're like, oh, I'm doing this now. I want to see how far I can go. I've got this much peroxide left in my dispenser. Should I just go for it? I mean, what happens? Like how – will they go transparent oh. <laughs> if I put too much oh. peroxide in? Will I be like the invisible man but just my teeth are invisible so you can see all the, the roots and like the nerves inside oh, my teeth? That's pretty amazing. That is actually like that would be a great little Twilight Zone episode or something. Invisible right? like, teeth. Because I think that like it's 
that's creepy. Like if everybody's face is just like normal, but their teeth are invisible and you can just see what's going on behind, that would be absolutely disconcerting. And you could see in a black mirror sense, like everyone's yeah. whitening their teeth through vanity. Suddenly their teeth go completely invisible and like, you know, here is the rest of the episode. Um, so I think you're safe. And the reason that I would think you're safe is that you would not have been the first person to attempt this. So yeah. like the one thing I, teeth whitening has been around for ages and there's absolutely no doubt when you leave people to administer their own doses that at some stage people have, like if there was a point you could take it, there are people dumber than you who don't like read instructions, like who, whose guesstimate of what one, like a 0.5 mil is way out compared to yours and just whack the yeah. whole thing in and just go, I'm going to whiten them overnight. And we haven't heard a lot of reports of invisible teeth. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, and you would hear about that. It's funny too. Like, it, even you're right. It, look, this has been market tested, and they wouldn't release it to the public if it was, you know, going to turn your teeth invisible. But just from the sheer pain factor of it when it reaches your gums. Remember when like anal bleaching was like in the zeitgeist in the early two thousands? Yeah. It was like everyone had a bit on anal bleaching. Oh, I did. I oh, did you? So yeah. did you do any research on it? Like, do they put peroxide directly onto the sphincter or something? Is that how it's done? Because I could, I Jeez. can't imagine that would be Absolutely a pleasurable experience. Absolutely no research. It never even <laughs> okay. occurred to me to do research. I had enough information to work with for all the comedic purposes I needed to deal with. Um, uh, I imagine it's chemicals, right? How could it be anything but chemicals? I mean, it's got bleach in the the description yeah. of it. So you don't think you'd put bleach in the description if there wasn't some sort of bleach involved in the process. Do but you want there me to Google it? Some... Is it can, should yeah, I Google go how well, does anal bleach? Yeah, or do we do we want Mike do we want Mike to do it? Oh yeah. I mean if yes please. If Mike <laughs> Mike, could you please Google how does anal bleaching work and and have and a little read and, and then give us some information? That would be really <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Uh, while Mike is doing some research on that, uh, there's an article that everyone sent in to us that they wanted just to talk about, which okay. I'm sure uh, you saw as well. Uh, and it's the uh, chess robot grabs and breaks mm. the finger of a seven-year-old opponent. You're across mm. this story? Only the headline because it was sent to me by so many people. And <laughs> okay, uh, um, I decided at the time, I was like, you know what? At some point, we're going to explore this. Did not know it was necessarily going to be this week, but I imagined... I was like, you know, I'm going, to, I'm going to wait for somebody else to tell me this story. So I hope that's what's about to happen now, Charlie. Oh, hang yeah, on. Well, Before we, we get to we, that, Mike's, Mike's on the line. Oh, how could he have? How could you have all this information on anal bleaching so quickly? Did, was that was the information already there? Oh no, I've just got the sentence from the first Google result for how does <laughs> anal bleaching <laughs> okay. work, which I'll read okay. out. So. A popular method is using chemical peels or creams to break down melanin, which are the natural pigments in the skin. These products can also reduce the number of melanin-producing melanin cells around your anus. So it's oh. not only like lightening the, uh, lessening the, the amount of melanin, but it's also breaking Preventing. down the cells that make more melanin. So it's... Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, does it, can you can you just type in um, anal bleaching painful question mark to see? I'd, I'd like yep. to sort of know what the first hand experience is because I imagine it like it, like to change the pigment of someone's skin. I mean, I've had like I think I've had like a, a skin peel before, like from a you know just like a, a skincare specialist. But I it, even that I remember sort of stinging a little bit. It was like a chemical face peel. 
It says anal bleaching may be mildly uncomfortable, but is unlikely to be painful. Mm. Is that talking about? Con- <laughs> is, is the uncomfortable bit just telling people that you had your anus bleached? I imagine that's where the, I could, the discomfort comes from. I mean, from. if I could walk away from an encounter where my anus was bleached and only feel mildly uncomfortable, then like that's a win, right? <laughs> Yeah, and, and so it says um, it's mildly laser, irritating. Laser anal bleaching procedures may be more uncomfortable. Oh, okay. So the All cream right. is less painful than <laughs> Can laser. You, okay. Can you imagine being some like medical technician? I don't know how long you have to study to get your degree, and you specialize in in aiming a laser at someone's butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, kind of like playing Star Wars when you're growing up, right? It's <laughs> right. Just you just like, got to. Get it up the exhaust hole. <laughs> exactly. Like Fire looking, the laser up the exhaust port. I mean, essentially, that's what Luke Skywalker was doing, yeah. right? It was just... <laughs> Is that what one, Star Wars was? A giant was, metaphor was, for was, anal bleaching? Somebody was watching Star Wars and invented <laughs> anal bleaching. They were like, we can do this. we just got to use the force. <laughs> pew, pew. Uh, all right. Um, let's get back to this this psychotic robot. Okay, so the article, this is from The Guardian. Chess robot grabs and breaks the finger of seven-year-old opponent. Moscow incident occurred because the child violated safety rules by taking his turn too quickly, an official says. Played by humans, chess is a game of strategic thinking, calm, concentration, and intellectual endeavor. Uh, Violence doesn't usually come into it. The same, it seems, can not always be said of machines. Oh, okay. So you're getting a real sense of where this journalist is approaching it from, kind of like us. They're from the TOEFOP camp. Last week, according to Russian media outlets, a chess-playing robot apparently unsettled by the quick responses of a seven-year-old boy unceremoniously grabbed and broke his finger during a match at the Moscow Open. Uh, the robot broke the child's finger, Sergei Laz- Lazarev, president of Moscow's Chess Federation, mm. told the TAS TAAS news agency after the incident, adding that the machine had played many previous exhibitions without upset. <laughs> he then followed up with, this, of course, is bad. <laughs> Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad that they at least knew that this was bad because I would have thought this was one of the things you would really watch out for is like if you're yeah. having a robot play chess against a child, children. you'd be like, our oh, children are a bit unpredictable. Probably even chess genius children are can be a bit impetuous or, you know, just clumsy, you know, not fully coordinated yet. Like we better make sure that our robot's not going to say, for example, rip their tiny delicate fingers off like even the cheapest most like dirt poor like carnival that rolls into town will have safety measures like you don't often i mean i know it happens but you don't often hear about like seven-year-olds having their fingers broken at their local carny rides and this has been run by people who are generally on meth so the fact that like this hoity-toity chess tournament didn't properly safety test the robots before they deployed them on children is staggering. Like, how is it possible that the robot's ripping the child's like how is that even a thing that the robot is able to do? Like I assume that like I mean I'm I assume the story will tell us more, but like I assume that the robot's mistaken the kid's hand or something for like a chess piece. Is that what's happened? Well, we'll get it. So video of the July 19 incident published by the, and I'm sure it's not pronounced this, I'm sure it's Bazaar Telegram Channel, but it's B-A-Z-A, so I'm going to call it the Baza Telegram Channel. We're going to Australianize it. Yeah, nice. Uh, the video of the incident published by the Baza Telegram Channel shows the boy's finger being pinched by the robotic arm for several mm. seconds 
before a woman fo- followed by three men rush in to free him and usher him away. Mm. Sergei Smargin, vice president of the Russian Chess Federation. Is that two Sergeys? Yeah. So Sergei Larivez and Sergei mm. Smargin told Baza that the robot appeared to pounce after it took one of the boy's pieces. Mm. Rather than waiting for the machine to complete its move, the boy opted for a quick response, he said. There are certain safety rules, and the child apparently violated them. Oh, <laughs> so we're the kid's blame. seven. Sorry, no. This is, I mean, very Russian, right? It's, this is the yeah. kid's fault. In Russia, yeah, there were you rules. do not violate the robot. The robot violates you. We have your parents. <laughs> you yeah. know, we've had you in this chess game for nine of your seven years on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's like Black Widow? <laughs> this chess player has been in some kind of yeah. like from birth, raised well, to be a chess well, master. Otherwise, what is the scenario in which, like, you're a parent? Like, Iona's mm. not this age yet, but like, imagine yeah. she's seven years old. Turns out she just has a remarkable capacity for chess, right? Like, she just yep. you get her a chessboard, or you know, yeah, she has something at home. She's playing checkers. She's really good. You're like, well, maybe we should get her a chessboard. Like, she just has like a real, you know, she's a prodigy. You know, she, yeah. you, you, you're like, well, we'll encourage this. This is like, you know, her interest and like, you know, you get Adam Spencer involved. He, he'd be wrapped. He, he yeah, comes totally. in like a Mr. Miyagi, right? Like, you know, <laughs> to coach her, to train her, you know, moves yeah. you out of the way because you're dead weight yeah. now. You're just carrying the bags and stuff. Like he's in charge of her career. But like, do you think that if he said, okay, I've entered you in this big, to- her in this big tournament, like, but one of the things is she's going to be playing against like a robot and look, here's a set of rules. So she doesn't get her fingers ripped off. (laughs) How would you feel about that? Well, look, if he honestly, like if, if someone, if Spence came to me and said, Hey, look, you know, there's this tournament happening. I'm a terrible parent. I would automatically assume that all safety protocols and measures had been taken and that my child would be completely yeah. safe. I wouldn't ask any questions. I'm like, oh, there's a robot there. How cute. Is it like the one from Perfect yeah. Match? Is it Dexter? Is she playing against Dexter? Yeah. Can I get a photo of Dexter? That would be <laughs> where my where my yeah. brain goes. That'll be the problem. You'll be like most devastated, not only at a broken finger, but the fact that you got like several really good like Instagram shots with the robot earlier. So it's going to be really <laughs> <Yeah>. embarrassing. <laughs> Um, okay, so the child violated the safety rules. Yes. When he made his move, he did not realize he first had to wait, Smargan said. This is an extremely rare case. The first I can recall, he added. All right, like that seems to me like a real simple, at the start of the tournament, yeah. you just say, hey, few uh, few housekeeping rules. Uh-huh. <laughs> just uh, wait before you make your move because the robot yeah. has to complete its function. Uh, amazing that they didn't think that they needed to explain that to anyone who's taking part in the tournament. Oh, but not uh, just like not explain it because I imagine they explained it. But like if someone's seven and they're playing against the robot, like I assume they don't have, they're all, not all playing against robots constantly, right? Like, so can't no, you just right. have like a, an adult supervising, like just there constantly watching this kid's hands as a safety precaution just in case a seven-year-old who's engaged in a game of chess against a artificial intelligence robot maybe forgets for a second that he's not meant to put his hand in. I mean, I blame the kid, well, of course, but... Yeah, of course. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, Lazarev has a different account. He says the uh, child had made a move, yeah. and after that we need him to give time for the robot to answer, mm. but the boy hurried and the robot grabbed him. Either way, he said, the robot supplies mm. were go- the suppliers were going to... 
have to think again. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so that's would. their response. I mean, this is Russia because any other uh, developed nation, there would be lawsuit. Like, or maybe apart from China, there would be a lawsuit. Like, this mm. is this kid is going to whatever fancy university he wants to go to. You know, he's got a deposit for a house. In Russia, it's like bad luck, broken fingers, right. shut your mouth. I mean, and like you only need like two fingers to play chess, right? Like you can still lose a few more to the robot and still, as long as you can like have like a thumb and like a finger to like, you know, and to be honest, like you could, you know, use your mouth. Like if, even if like <laughs> the, the robot broke all your fingers, you could still use your mouth to like, you know, move the pieces around. Um, okay. So Baza named the boy as Christopher and said that he was one of the 30 best chess players or should that be past tense? He was one of the 30 best first <laughs> players in the Russian capital in the under nines category. Uh-huh. People rushed to help and pulled the finger uh, and pulled out the finger of the young player, but the fracture could not be avoided, uh, Bezos said. Yeah. Um, gives a new meaning to pull your finger out, doesn't it? It does. And, <laughs> and also like... a different meaning to pull my finger as well. <laughs> so, yeah. um, look, it was, so he hasn't snapped the finger off. Like the robot. I think just what's happened is it grabbed it's a pincer. Yeah. yeah, and so and, and fractured it because of like how, yeah. Okay, so still painful. This is the equivalent still, of but, of you taking your kid yeah. to like a factory, an automated yeah. factory, like a, where they yeah. make tin cans or they pack foods or whatever, and you've just said to your kid, "Just stand at that conveyor belt. I'm yeah. sure things will be fine." Yeah, but explained <laughs> earlier that you shouldn't put your hand in things, but then like a row of chocolates are coming along, and the kid's <laughs> like, "Oh, chocolates." Well, I got to be honest; I'd probably have a broken finger as well. I wouldn't think twice before <laughs> yeah. having one of those. Uh, Lazarev sold, uh, told Taz uh, that Christopher, whose finger was put in a plaster cast, did not seem overly traumatized by the attack. Mm. The child played the very next day. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. Finished the tournament and volunteers to help record the moves. He said, uh, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> His, his parents. He said. His parents yeah. said. His parents, however, have reportedly contacted the public prosecutor's office. Mm-hmm. We will communicate, figure it out, and try and help in any way we can, he said. <laughs> he said while pressing the button that summons the KGB <laughs> on his desk. Smargan told the RA Novosti the incident was a coincidence and the robot was absolutely safe. Yeah. You can't say that after well, it's, it's a broken a child's finger. Yeah. It's like, like, like you can't say coincidence. You could say it is usually. You could say it's usually safe. It's normally yeah. safe. You can't say it's this absolutely is the first safe. Time, but you can't say it's a coincidence. Like the child just like wasn't coincidentally playing a game of chess with an AI robot. Like it was in a chess tournament. <laughs> Uh, the machine, which can play multiple matches at a time and had reportedly already played three on that day when it encountered Christopher, so? was unique. What, why is that it's, part it of gets tired? Story, <laughs> Come on, guys. It, bit, Come on. It, it had already played three games that day. Oh, well, fair <laughs> enough then. Who, who wouldn't break a kid's finger four games into a chess tournament in one day? <laughs> in fact, next year... Let's make sure that we have plenty of kids for fingers for fingers for breaking. Because after three games, this robot's going to be this real tired. It's the only <laughs> way we've made a deal with the robot. It's already smarter than us, but it's, it's agreed <laughs> to pretend that it isn't if it can occasionally break a small child's finger. Uh, okay, so it already played three on the day at Encounter Christopher. It was unique. Um, it has performed at many opens. Apparently, 
children need to be warned. It happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's speaking out both warned. sides of his mouth here, though. Yeah. It's like well, on one hand, it's absolutely safe. On the other hand, this happens and children yeah. should be and warned. Children should be, be warned, children. But also, children don't need to be warned. Like, parents need to be warned. Adults yeah. need to be warned. And then the adults, yes, need to then pass that on to their children. But this idea that, like, you just, like, Cut, cut out the middleman and go straight to the kids. <laughs> like, like, no. Yeah. Uh, this is the third person featured in this story called Sergey. They've all the yeah. men. I mean, look, you know, I don't believe in stereotyping anyone, especially in like no. a whole country of people, but are all of you called Sergey? Because <laughs> it seems like you are. I mean, do you think that, I mean, it's just a, a very common name in Russia, obviously, or. Yeah. Is this one of those situations where none of them want to be identified? Like they're giving <laughs> quotes to the press, right? So they've all just gone, what's your yeah. name, Sergey? What's uh, your name, well, Sergey? Uh, I would agree with you, except they're giving surnames as well. So mm. a Russian grandmaster, Sergey Karjakin. 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 Uh, I know this guy. <laughs> I think you're right, Will. I think this guy's just, he's just fucking made it up. Sergey Karjakin. I watched The Fast and the Furious last night. Hang on, <laughs> let's go back. Think let's go back and re-examine the two previous like surnames that okay, we've had to see if they're also Bart Simpson style. Like, so who okay, were the Sergey Lazarev? Lazarev. Lazarev. Sergey. Yeah. Okay. Sergey Smagin. S M A G I N. Smagin. Smagin or Smagin? Yeah, both of those sound like they could be made up names to me. Yeah. And then Sergey Karjakin. Yeah. Or Karjakin. <laughs> or Karjakin. No, it's, it's definitely Kar, I think it's Karjakin. Yeah. Yeah. Sergey Karjakin said the incident was no doubt due to some kind of software or something. Yeah, or something. <laughs> yes. Adding, this has never happened before. There yeah. are such accidents. I wish the boy good health. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> but also- Christopher may have- That's like, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Look, I mean, again- I think they could be telling the truth. Like this may be the first incident, but yeah. the idea that this wasn't something that they could expect to happen is the thing that is stunning to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the question is like, this is obviously like an exhibition thing. Like when you play yeah. deep blue, I imagine deep blue doesn't have a robotic arm, but it doesn't strike me that anyone's contrite enough to go, you know what? Maybe we should, Get rid of the robot. Um, let's just stick just, with Deep Blue and some of right. the pieces for him. That, well, is it, why do we need the robot arm? Like, is, um, is to, it to break fingers <laughs> for finger breaking? <laughs> I'm here like, to win games of chess and break fingers. No, yeah. but that, I think I was you're born right. to do two things: <laughs> checkmate and break fingers. That's what the computer says. Because I'm a computer. I'm AI. <laughs> uh, I'm here to do two things, man. Checkmate and break fingers. That's how it starts trash talking the kids, <laughs> the computer. I'm so, here to do two things, checkmate and break fingers. We don't need the robot arm. You've identified the absolute issue, which is you can still have the AI technology, but they can. why don't we just always still have a human involved where the, like the computer makes the move and then the human who is next to them, keep a human employed as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. we don't need don't to cut out the middleman, particularly when it's so dangerous for children. Christopher may have been lucky. While robots are becoming more and more sophisticated mm. with most modern models capable of not just interacting but actively cooperating with humans, most simple repeat the same basic actions, grab, move, put down. 
Mm. and neither know nor care if people get in the way. Okay, yeah. thanks for the explanation. Right. According to one 2015 study, one person is killed each year by an industrial robot in the US alone. Yeah. Indeed, according to the US Occupational Safety Administration, most occupational accidents since 2000 involve robots and have been fatalities. Sorry, I misread that. Most occupational accidents since 2000 involving robots have been fatalities. Mm. Robert Williams, widely considered the first, was crushed to death by the arm of a one-ton robot on Ford's Michigan production line in 1979. In 2015, a robot killed a 22-year-old contractor at one of Volkswagen's German plants, grabbing him and crushing him against a metal plate. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that so many people were getting killed by robots, did you? Just one a year, which just feels like I'm practicing, right? Like just getting enough information <laughs> yeah, right. every year to just work out how to do it really. Because they know that you can't, like you, one a year, no it's one's paying than, much attention, right? It's more than one a year. Robots used in medical surgery were also held responsible for the deaths of 144 people between 2008 and 2013. Yeah, well, it's easy Mate, to cover they're getting up. Their, they're they're yeah. getting their reps up. Well, that's <laughs> definitely that's, that's easy. That's like that, you know, the doctor death, the person, the guy who was like the serial killer who was killing like people in hospitals, the doctor, because he, um, you know, you can actually go, oh, no, they were like, you know, they were old, they were sick, they were whatever. Like, I'm not actually a serial killer. This is what the robots have been doing. They're practicing where we're yeah. not going to suspect anything. Uh, more recently, Elaine Herzberg was killed by Uber's autonomous car mm. when it hit the 49-year-old at 40 kilometers an hour mm. in Arizona in 2018. Generally, however, human error or lack of human understanding of robotic processes mm. is the most frequent cause. And then there's this yeah. final sentence. It pays to be careful around robots, <laughs> even if they're only playing chess. Yes. Firstly, PSA to finish yes, the article. Good, good message at the end. But secondly, this idea where they always say, oh, well, you know, there's always human error. You're like, yeah, but that's who's going to be in charge of the robots until the robots are in charge of us is humans. Like, I absolutely agree that, like, one of the things that I'm most terrified about is, like, human error. Like, you know, we are... Mm sometimes incapable of understanding what it is we develop until we develop it. And then we see the ramifications of the choices that we've made. Like, you know, you see it with the internet. Like mm. if people think this couldn't happen with AI and and robots and stuff, you just got to look at what happened with the internet. Like 30 years ago, yeah. the world was just a completely different world to what it is now. And then this thing came along that like, that we all just were like, Oh, you know, fuck that old world. We, there's yeah. a new world now. Let's jump headfirst <laughs> like into this. Just, Let's connect. Yeah, Let's connect the world's information yeah. instantaneously. Yeah. Let's give each other just like tiny little glowing yeah. boxes with the world's yeah. information. That's going to help our mental health. You <laughs> know what? That'll just make What would happen better. if we just put all this peroxide in the mouth guard <laughs> and whacked it in our face at the same time? Let's see what happens. And now we've all got invisible teeth. <laughs> Uh, short episode this week, Will, because uh, we yes. have things to do. Um, so let's get to the mailbag. If you want to send us some mail, you can. You go to tofop.com and there's a little contact form. You can pick which podcast you want to get in touch with. And while you're there, check out some of our other great podcasts. Um, I did uh, a Fofop with Michael Chamberlain this week. So Michael Chamberlain oh, back on the pod after a long time, which is a fun chat. We talked a little bit about the Neighbours finale, which I did not see, was not invited to participate in um jay duncan the pyromaniac firefighter from mm. season 2008 whenever that was was not invited back 
Um, but uh, did you see any of the Neighbours finale? No. And I look, yeah. I, I saw what was reported in the news of the yeah, big Blue Maid cameo. I feel like that's what I wanted and, to see. Yeah. But I'd, to be honest, I'm not sure that I ever, because I, when, when I grew up in the country, like we didn't have Neighbours. So that yeah. whole era of the literally, na- you didn't have neighbors. No, you didn't have neighbors. Yeah, we were anti-neighbors in general. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we didn't understand it. So I'm like, people in yeah. the country won't understand <laughs> this show. Yeah, even the lyrics of the theme song would have must have been baffling to you. <laughs> like, neighbors, everybody needs good neighbors for a little understanding. What the fuck are they talking about? I look out my window; it's just paddocks. I've only met three people in the last four years. <laughs> what is this? This is like a hate crime for people living in my area. That idea of like everybody like jammed into one court was my dad's worst nightmare. So no, we never watched it. So even that whole Kylie and Jason, like the the most famous era of Neighbours, I don't, I have like a, you know, I understand what it was in Australian pop culture, but it was never a mm. huge part of my my viewing experience, and I don't have that affection. Like I, I don't even know. Like I saw that Guy Pierce's character and Annie Jones's character, like they, they were kind of a, a, a like a yeah. romance that never like ended up together, and there was some sort of re- reunion storyline. And mm. um, I was like, I don't know who they were. I don't know. The, I don't like. <laughs> I, I don't no get this. I have no like connection to this story. And. I did hear though that Guy Pierce, like you talk about everybody coming back, you know, like some people obviously on a Zoom call, some people like in a real cameo that was clearly filmed nowhere near anybody else who was involved in the production. <laughs> but from what I heard from the commentary was that Guy Pierce came back and worked, which just is yeah. so Guy Pierce. He's like, no, I'm yeah. just not going to do a cameo. Give me a storyline. I'm going to be yeah. back in Neighbours, like being a Neighbours actor. <laughs> He drove from his place in Geelong yeah. and just uh, drove to South Vermont in Melbourne's the suburbs of Melbourne and was on Neighbours. Yeah. That is right. It's a very Guy Pearce story. Uh, so you can check that out. Uh, and also, uh, Two Guys, One Cup, that's our AFL-adjacent podcast. We're getting towards final time. Will and I, both our teams uh, are vying. I mean, I haven't checked the score, but mm. I think Richmond are getting pumped. So I think it's going to come down to the Bulldogs or the Saints for that final spot. So a bit of extra spice a bit of extra if you spice. are inclined to listen to that. And Charlie's, Charlie's in a good mood, and I'm in a terrible mood about football. So that's basically. I mean, we'll talk about it. To, we'll talk about it tomorrow yes. when we record. But fuck, the first quarter, I was like, I the dogs good. are on, oh, mate. No, Bevo's me bottom boys. Oh, bloody I thought hell. That too. Anyway, but that, that's a tomorrow <laughs> anyway. conversation. But that conversation, well, you know, we're playing them next. We're playing them next week at the yeah. same venues. So They're really, really I'll, good. Be- man. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, but anyway, we'll talk about it that was tomorrow. Horrifying. Can I just say though, quickly, um, this Sunday night yeah. at the Athenaeum, um, so I will be doing the final ever performance of Willogical. Um, thank you to everybody who came out and saw in Sydney, some of the most fun shows I've ever had doing stand-up. And so um, thank you very much for coming to see that. The final ever show of it, Sunday, August the 7th. I'd love to fill out the Athenaeum. Uh, Justin Hamilton is coming down to do support. We're going to make it a big fun show to say goodbye to this show so I can – Start fucking working on next issue. <laughs> <laughs> and so the cycle, the cosmic <laughs> dance continues. Uh, this is from Rachel Highwell and Charlie. Uh, Charlie, just wanted to say uh, that your five content has reignited my love for the boy band. Mm-hmm. I live in the UK and I actually saw them live when I was six years old, mm-hmm. crying emoji. I also had to let you know that Keep On Moving played on UK's Love Island last night. 
I'd like to think to- that's Tofop's influence. Thanks for all the laughs, boys. Are you getting those messages from people that their um, uh, algorithm is sending them five content? Like the people who listen to our show are getting sent like two information for five? <sighs> I mean, I think that's the algorithm working properly, isn't it? Because I've got to be <laughs> honest is. with you. I bet there's a few people who are listening to this, who've been listening to this, that might consider going to see those shows. Five at the factory. And that's yeah, that's why the computers the don't need to break our fucking fingers, Charlie. <laughs> They're already fucking controlling they just, everything. But they just capture our hearts. Moving us around five. like chess pieces. <laughs> Well, that's why we're going to keep on moving, Will, so that robot <laughs> oh, doesn't good. break your finger. Oh, you know what? We, we should recruit five. This is how we get Jay back. We say, we've okay. got to fucking rise up against the machines. This is actually a good storyline <laughs> for Jay, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like this. <laughs> yeah, man. We've got to get him back. He's a- and we needed an anthem, like, <laughs> <laughs> for us to be able to avoid the machines. Oh, fuck me, by the way. We, we don't have the time to talk about it today. It's a whole episode by itself. but. I have been watching the television show Hunted and I have so many thoughts. So that's, okay, a, great. that's a next time. Like, I don't know if you want to okay. watch some of it or not, but it is, I have so many what thoughts. Do I, where do I find it? What's it on? Uh, 10 it Play or Paramount Plus. Oh, um, right. I'll have to I'll have to download one of those things. I, I was interested. I saw when they were, were launching it because it did come again our, it felt like algorithmically influenced off the back of us discussing what you would do if you had to hide from all technology. Mate, it is. Um, so I, 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 it. it is the most dystopian, horrible, like one step away from running man piece of propaganda I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh. And I cannot stop watching watch it. it now. Like I have to, I, like I am, like <laughs> the, I'm, I'm taking notes. Like I'm getting rid of shit. I'm clearing out things. I'm like fucking thinking Are about you? where I, yeah, fucking ice. Like the, Anyway, it's a whole episode, absolutely, but watch some of it. It is fucked up. Okay. All right, great. Uh, let's finish on this letter from Rebecca. Uh, hey, to Colin Fop, I'm very behind on the podcast. I'm sorry if this is late news, but Charlie's obsession with The Rock, I think that's our obsession with The Rock. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, makes me honour-bound to write in and tell you about Southland Tales. It is unequivocally both The Rock's best acting work and also the most batshit movie that's ever been made. It's really worth a watch. Thanks for the pod. You keep me laughing so I can keep coding. Love you guys, Becca. Uh, funny coincidence. Last time I had Guy Davis on Fofot, we talked about the career of Richard Kelly, who was the director of Donnie Darko and the director of Southland Tales. And I highlighted Southland Tales as being a perfect example of someone being given too much too soon. Like Donnie Darko was oh, yeah. his cult hit. A studio gave him a blank check. He got a bunch of big stars in. And it's a fucking mess. Like there's been this movement lately to kind of reevaluate Southland Tales. Is it actually, was it way ahead of its time? No, it's not. It's a complete <laughs> fucking mess. It's a bizarre film. Look, I think, don't know if it's The Rock's best role. He's very charismatic in it. And you can, he's, I mean, he's essentially the lead. And this was back when he was Scorpion yeah. King. So it was a big gamble. Richard Kelly was obviously smart enough to know this guy has something. Um, but I don't know if it is... The Rock's best role, like he's done so many good roles. I, th- I actually think that The Rock, he's in that sequel to Get Shorty, where he plays yeah. a Samoan, a gay Samoan cowboy or, or country and western singer, and he's amazing in that. Like it's so, it's so uh, uh, out of his normal wheelhouse of action movies. He's just playing straight, com- well, not straight comedy, playing comedy and singing, and he's great at both. 
Yeah. Look, uh, the Rock's greatest role is The Rock. I being believe. The rock. Yeah, being The Rock. I don't think he can do any of that stuff anymore. Like, I can, uh, you know, we talk about those things being like at the start of his acting career. I think there was a moment where he could have. I think he's now just, I can't see that he could actually ever, you, you can only see him as The Rock. He looks like a cartoon that you've cast in a real movie. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's this Instagram account that, uh, that um, does like side by side comparisons of like you know um, uh, bodybuilders and stuff like that to show like transformations of celebrities, and there's one of the Rock in I guess it would have been like early two thousands and what he looks like now, and it's he's somehow bigger and he somehow looks yeah. better and bigger now than he did when he was in yeah. his twenties. I guess that's steroids. Heaps bigger. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know what. But the not rock just is that, cooking, but he's but <laughs> but he's cut as well. Like I know I'm, I had a yeah. friend who worked on that Hercules movie, and it, he just spoke glowingly about the Rock. Said that he was the loveliest guy and very yeah. generous, and you know, you know, accommodated everyone. But he also yeah. said you cannot stop staring at him because it's like a physical. It's like your brain can't take in what you're seeing. He's so huge, right. but then really cut. Like it's like yeah. it's very it's unusual because it's like guy. he's worked on, he's worked on every bit of it. Like there's parts of yeah. my body that like sometimes I've never I've seen like it. A, <laughs> there's muscles in your body like, have never moved. <laughs> right, and like sometimes if I've got a lump or something, you're like, is that always been there? Because like I, ha- I have so little regard for my body that like I don't even know like like I don't even haven't checked out most of it. Like I've just haven't read the manual. Whereas like The Rock, you're like he's really like got an yeah. eye for detail. Like every bit of it is like. I remember Cut, he, like, he wrote about the fact that he had, um, uh, you know, liposuction because he, like, on no matter boobs. how much he yeah. worked out, he had, like, on his pecs, he couldn't, like, get the, you know, what he wanted to have there. Like, so he's clearly thought it through. But that's, that's a what lot it looks of like. Work. You're like, you've thought this through. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really does. Like, it makes you think, like, how can he sustain that? Like, I, get, I mean, you see some videos of Sly and Arnie now, and they still look pretty good. Like, I saw a video of, Sylvester Stallone, seventy-five, mm. and he's in his just like shorts, and he's he's jacked and yeah. stuff. But like, I understand he's taken roids and HGH and stuff, but he still has to go and lift things and do repetitions yeah. to get that shit out. Like, that's a lot of time where he. I yeah. mean, but he's productive as well. This is the crazy thing: is like, yeah. The Rock's obviously going to the gym twice a day, yeah. but he's still fucking producing, acting. Being the head of uh, starting a new fucking football league like the XFL, have you been following that? Yeah. He's going to be yeah, the he's... richest, most famous person in the entire world soon. Yeah, yeah. So like he, he he's good at scheduling his day, <laughs> <laughs> <He's good> at... <laughs> or not sleeping. Oh man. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it there. Uh, right. That's Tofop yes. this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to support us, the best way to do that still is through the Patreon. Lots of great bonus content yes, up there. Brand new bonus episode went up last week. Obviously, all of James Fosdyke's comic strips and a heap of back catalogue stuff. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash Tofop. But for now, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. This podcast is a TOEFOP production. Head to TOEFOP.com for more. Cool things for cool people.